Hey, welcome to another episode of The Wannabes. We are in the middle of one of our best months ever. We're going to be putting out stuff all month, and we talk about it on the episode. So, first off, this episode's great. We go over our HNC runs. We go over going to this like weird social event. Yeah, it's kind of strange, but we enjoyed it. And just about everything that happened at work this week uh, with me, some crazy stuff. That's pretty much it. I'm going to keep this short. Great episode this week. Keep an eye out for all of our episodes. We just put out Nikki. We're putting out Sock on Friday. We're putting out some high, high level content. Does that even make sense? I don't know. I'm pretty hyped. Also, follow us on Twitter at The Wannabes Pod. We'll post all of our episodes and updates. And that's about it. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the episode. The Wannabes, episode 46. Whoa. My name is JD. This is Wasabi. What's up, everyone? Dude, we're just cranking these out. What the hell? 46. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy, like, how many episodes we're at. But, ironically, this is a good segue. Uh, You know what's going to be even crazier is going to be the month of March. Yeah, dude. We, uh, we're doing some crazy shit. How about you, uh, you line it up for everyone? Yeah, sounds good. So just to kick it all off, uh, we wanted to do something special for March, just like kind of like a March madness themed thing. And we were thinking, what could we do? Um, we already did like when we first rebranded like an episode a day for a week, but we decided that we're going to go for a little bit more consistency. And so, as you know, JD and I have been putting out one V ones, uh, pretty much every Friday since, for a while now, like maybe four four weeks straight or something like that, right, JD? Um, maybe even more. Maybe since January. Yeah, it's been a it's been a good run. Yeah, probably since like twenty twenty or something like you know since the start of twenty twenty. So pretty much what we're gonna do is we're gonna put out three episodes a week for the month of March. Uh, so that's gonna be our weekly episodes that's come out every Wednesday, and then we're gonna try to put out we're gonna put out pretty much a one v one on mondays and fridays for you and each one of you like each week has sort of a theme of like what sort of player we interviewed yeah um so just to give a little taste just of the first week we have should i just say it is that cool yeah i mean I well this episode is gonna come out after oh duh yeah so you guys so yeah <laughs> wow okay that's true but um we had nikki on monday um, yeah. One of our favorite foreign foxes. Yeah, from Germany. From Germany. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then on uh, coming on Friday, we're going to have Sock, who's the number one fox player, or number one player from Sydney, Australia. And he got 65th at Genesis, and that's he's just getting started. So uh, that's exciting stuff. I mean, it was great talking to both of them. And just the rest of the month is going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty great. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, why don't we tell them the, the other themes, and then and then we can just the and, themes. 
Yeah, just the themes, right? That's or do you want to do the players, the like people as well? Oh, all right. Well, the only themes we know right now are we have two up and coming tri-state players that everyone knows probably. Yeah, yeah. I would say like nationally known. You could probably guess this one. I'll I'll let people guess. And the other one I'm calling Clout Week. We have two sides of the clout spectrum on that, which is not a diss to the the lower side of the clout spectrum. But um, one guy everyone knows, one guy you might not know, but they're both great episodes, no doubt. And then the last one is Wannabe Week. What does that mean? What? What? Wannabe Week. Uh, Pretty much we interview ourselves. Yeah, we'll give that one away. Yeah. Uh, And so pretty much, you know, we thought it would be funny if we did a 1v1 on each other to, you know, get a little bit more history on our backstory, kind of shoot shit, you know, not, you know, a little bit of a divergence from our usual weekly update sort of podcast episode. Will it, yeah, will it be different? Probably, but hopefully um, <laughs> we'll have to pretend like we're, we're first meeting each other or something. Maybe not. Maybe we could just be normal, but <laughs> I think we can be, be normal. Don't be weird. Uh, it's gonna be so weird. Don't be weird. Anyway, speaking of weird, here's a weird transition to our first topic because we got a bunch of topics lined up, so we kind of have to keep it moving this week. Yeah, let's run it. Let's run it. Um, so H and C, as always, um, just checking in. It's the best tournament series I've ever been to. I fucking love it um i feel grateful to even be just just to be in this region it's like i can't believe i get to go to this tournament every single week it's so good um and we both went so you want to start off how'd your tournament go it went all right i think um funny enough i ran into three falcos in a row which was the weirdest thing at an hnc bracket (laughs) all three all three i round one then round two, I played LLDL, and then I played Zealous, who was playing Falco that day. Hmm. Um, and then aside from that, like, um, I was really happy with the Zealous set, actually, because I messed up at the end of game one, and he took it. Um, and then I kind of just adjusted and kept my cool for it. And then I lost to Smuckers, and then I lost to JoJo for ninth. And the funny thing is that I was feeling, like, really, like, it just became really apparent I didn't have, like, a lot of stamina, and I was a little bit burnt at the end. And and not to, like, discredit JoJo or Smuckers, like, both of them are great players, and they were playing better than I was that day, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just sort of interesting, because I thought I was super tired last week, and I popped off. So uh, I was like, okay, like, maybe I'll go and, like, you know, like... You know, there's no other way to play than just like to just give it my all, and so I did, and I just sort of realized like I'm like, wow, I'm like really tired. <laughs> so it sort of was a good time to kind of just reflect and like slow down and take it a little bit easier this week, and so that's sort of what I've been doing for the rest of the week. You know, I, I tried to do other stuff to not melee related, and honestly, that was super fun, and I, I know we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really, just trying to figure out how to reset myself, and I think that was like the biggest thing because you go from like such a big week, even when you're like tired. I was like yawning during last week's like where I 
popped off. So I was like, oh, maybe the you know, like I'll be fine or whatever, you know. And I think I'm still trying to find that balance of, you know, when when do I push myself? When do I pull back because of like a rough work week or you know, yeah. So I think like that's sort of the balance I'm trying to figure out right now. But you know, we learn. Yeah, I also I didn't know you got ninth just by the way you were talking about your tournament. I thought you had got like seventeenth or worse, um, but you beat LLDL and Zealous. And even though it's not his Marth, like Zealous's Falco has a lot of tournament experience. He he plays it a lot, so th- th- you you had a good tournament. Um, so you you really <laughs> confused me, man. Like you're like, yeah, I was tired. I don't know. I didn't do well, and so I didn't ask how you did. <laughs> You know? Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I thought you lost to Zealous, actually. I didn't know. Yeah, so Smuckers and JoJo, like, uh, dude, maybe you're maybe you're, you're going a little too hard on yourself. I mean, I know that you're just being honest about how you felt. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not trying to be like, no, you're actually fine. Um, you're, you're, it's good to, like, actually check in no matter how you do. Even if mm-hmm. you got fourth the week before, you're like, yeah, I came in tired. And then this week, you're like, yeah, I came in tired. Um. So I think it's just a matter of like, I guess there are other factors, right? There yeah, has to have been. Yeah, and and when I was like complaining about it, it wasn't less of like who I beat and like who I lost to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more so that just like the play that I exhibited wasn't wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't a f- fan of it. You know. Right, right, right. And I think that's like the biggest thing, and like the metric I'm using the most right now is like is that sort of how I want to be playing? And and I just found myself playing really kind of lazy, not sort of the reactive style that I try to go for. And, you know, at the same time, I had a drug fox lesson on my set with Smuckers where, you know, it went to game five last stock. And, you know, maybe there was a little bit too much on my mind because I, because of the tough work week, I haven't actually had the time to practice what Sammy and I talked about. So I kind of went, was going into this set being like, I know what I need to work on. I just like, haven't worked on it yet. And, and that's also definitely like a separate component of it. And I just happened to run into the two Falcons, you know, do you want to, um, give me a little taste of what you and Sammy talked about? Yeah. We sort of talked, revisited the zones a little bit more in depth, uh, with Falcon. And then we talked about, uh, better edge guards, and then reacting with run up shields and more of like situational plays. And then aside from that, we talked about like optimizing uh, reaction tech chasing. You know, more with like uh, wave la- or with wave shining instead of like going for the grab, and then uh, on regular get up, and then like you know some other smaller stuff. Let's see. I mean, those are the main things, and then just uh, being able to reaction Tech Chase Falcon off of Knockdown was really important, because mm-hmm. it just showed that, like, when I was playing with Smuckers, um, I wasn't used to his character animation for the roles, and so I was missing it a lot during the last set. Okay. Yeah, I, I completely agree that uh, Tech Chasing Falcon is probably, like, the X factor in, in if Fox can beat him. Yeah, exactly. And and I wasn't hitting it either, like, on the day. So it's sort of like I wasn't happy necessarily with my play, but, like, I understood where it was coming from also. Word. 
Well, that's good. And I think it makes a lot of sense, too, that um, especially against Smuckers, because I saw the set, like, you you know, it's easy to compare one week to another. You played two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you definitely looked a little less uh, smooth, a little less natural in, in the second set. Yeah. Um, and that totally lines up with, like, having just gotten a lesson. And I don't know... I don't know if I would be able to to do any different, you know, if I if I had just sat down with someone like Sammy and gotten very uh, specific critiques, just how how many days prior to last agency? Uh, probably like three days prior. Yeah, that's not enough time. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I, and I went immediately into the work week, and so I like didn't have time to like digest or, or really yeah. practice it. And mm-hmm. so I was sort of in this like weird half space of like I know what I should do to like improve, but like I haven't done anything for it. So I think like I didn't like my play, and I I'm pretty confident in saying that. But I'm not mad at myself because sure. I don't think you can be really mad at yourself for you know if you didn't practice it. You know. Yeah, yeah, and like I think it's almost it's almost better long term. You know, if if you get to face it immediately after, it's like okay, now we're now I'm getting punished again. Also, Smucker's won the tournament; like he was playing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting that kind of face to face interaction with your lesson feels good. Maybe I'm projecting, but did it feel like you you were able to learn those lessons in real time? You know, the funny thing about that is no. Okay. Uh I I was a little bit out of it to be fair. Mm. And so I think the set felt like I wasn't as engaged in the set as I wanted to be. And I think that's like the biggest like bitter taste that I have from HNC. But, you know, like, as you said, like I I did solid enough, but I think, you know, it's tough because like there's always a lot of killers and you're always going to get L's. But it's more about like, I think like when you go to a local, it's about like the week to week play. And sort of mm-hmm. keeping that consistency, but it was also good to like sort of see my limits on something, you know, so that I know for next time, you know. And I think the thing is, is like being tired after like a work week isn't something that like is that special either. Like Rishi was the same actually. Like I think he tweeted about it, um, but he ended up getting second after losing to Super and still, you know, almost beat Smuckers. So I think you know it's sort of interesting to think about in that sense. Yeah, I think so too. But your week, though. Yeah, I had a pretty good tournament. Yeah, you had a solid tournament. You want to yeah. run run by it really quick? Yeah, I got it pulled up. Um, so, let's see. I started against, um, you know, round one, Fraser. Mm-hmm. Met him. Nice guy. Um, gave him some tips. He was really, um, really open to that. And that's the habit I've been trying to form um, of... Like, being a little more pushy and a little more, like, possibly annoying. You know, some people don't want to get advice, and that's fine. But I've been more open just, like, offering it without asking. Just being like, hey, I have tips. Do you want, like, do you want them? Yeah. yeah okay. All right, here are the tips. And then um, he's just really open to it. He was a Yoshi player, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. Um, and the next round was uh, Tazio or Insightful. Oh, the rematch. The rematch. And... Um, I think I went into it. I was not nervous. I knew that it was a really close set last time, but I just, I feel like I had a firm grip on 
what I needed to do, and it was a 2-0. I was just, I was playing really nice. I had also been uh, um, warming up with Rishi two weeks in a row, like playing friendlies before the tournament. Mm-hmm. And just get, I got so much confidence in the Marth matchup. So much. Because I realized, like, my play style is not too far off of how you want to play versus Marth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I when I play with good self-control, I just take space patiently. And um, I love, like, doing feedback drills and, like, pivot drills. So all that was missing was just confidence in my punish game. And then once that came together, it was, you know, I, I really like the Marth matchup now. I'm not great at it, but I really like it. Um, and I'll come up later. So my next match was against Zio. And um, I was excited to play Zio. Whenever there's a foreign player, foreign as in, like, not NYC, um, I get hype because, you know, I love playing all the good players in our region, but playing someone out of region is just, like, so exciting. And uh, we started playing. And game one, I, like, I was playing out of my mind from what I remember. Yeah, I know. That like, was, like, a three-stock. I, I was watching that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. And um, then something changed. I don't know... I'm trying to put myself in the same mindset because it wasn't fear. I think I maybe I psyched myself out. I also rewatched the set and like it was a pretty good game too. Um, like his punishes were just harsh. I just didn't have as firm control over neutral, and I didn't pressure him as much. So I think I just let off the gas a little bit, and that was enough to give him space to kind of take the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's the most analysis I could give to it because I'm not good at like minutia or technical analysis. All I'm, all I can remember is like how I felt and I didn't feel, feel bad or scared or, or nervous game two, at least. Um, but after that game, I kind of started like losing the thread a little bit. Like game three was... Again, not nervous or scared, but just less focus and lost a good amount of the confidence I had game one. Um, I wasn't, I was getting more into my own head a little bit. And that's when it was just a wonky kind of double jump heavy play style that I, I started doing. Um, I was so but, scared for you when watching game three. I think everyone else was more scared than I was. Really? Um, yeah, I held it together mentally, honestly. It's yeah. just that my play style was clearly not what it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also really interesting that, like, you eventually get to a point where, like, you can start seeing, like, when a play style changes, and you start interpreting mm-hmm. that as, like, oh, like, can he, can he kind of hold on sort of thing? Because that's so yeah. true. Like, now it's, like, so apparent when, like, I watch, like, any player mostly foxes and like falcos but i'm like oh okay like they're trying to like close this set out versus play the game and i think that was like what i felt i was so that's why i was like super nervous at the end and then he went for that ridiculous read yeah he went for a really dumb knee that and then i just like back aired him to win (laughs) yeah but i thought that was really good like you kept it together and like a lot of it is like in those clutch situations it's about just like keeping your cool and play keep on like playing the game rather yeah. than like trying to force it mm-hmm. and he definitely tried to force it and i think that's sort of the 
you know, like, you could argue that's, like, sort of also what, like, the clutch box thing is, too. You know, like, he he kind of squeezes out all the tension. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes he has to make a play, right? Like, we've seen him, like, make plays. He's not, like, one-dimensional. But, you know, a lot of the time, like, people will just, like, run into him and he'll get the grab up through a rest. Sure. No, I, I think you're spot on. Um, and that's kind of what I meant with, like, not feeling nervous, even though I was playing kind of weird. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, what I'm most proud of in in that set, at least, was that I my spirit never was taken down, you know. And I and I wasn't losing focus. I think just, you know, if we're, th- if we're thinking about, like, a, a report card, mind, body, soul, mm-hmm. I'll give my soul a nine. I'll give my mind, like, a, a five. And my body, like... Honestly, I wasn't missing, te- like, tech either. I was just making weird decisions. So I'll give my, my tech skill, like, a seven or an eight. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought your tech was good, actually. Yeah. It was just the neutral. There was, like, some neutral stuff where I was like, oh, that's interesting. Right. So it's, like, it's a weird combo of, like, I feel confident. Why am I making weird decisions? And then, you know, honestly, maybe that was maybe that was kind of a spirit thing. Like, maybe I was kind of given up in, in some sense or, or losing control, but... I mean, a win's a win, and he's a top hundred player, which I forgot about until afterwards. Um, well, so that, that's it. good. That helps. I'll take that. I'll take a win. Yeah, nice, nice win under your belt, and then afterwards, you you know, it still continues. Yeah. Well, I played against the swooper, <clears throat> and um, I'm gonna get him one of these days. I'm I'm completely confident. My my problem playing against swoops is that I like play like a god my last stock. But it's always like too late, <laughs> and I just like never get hit. Nickel and dime them, like play amazing. But it was a good set. It was like a two zero, but it was just it was a good set. Um, I'm pretty confident next time I play him, I'm gonna beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how it's gonna go. But I lost to Swoops and got sent to losers, where I, I ran into Young, who another one of my demons. Yeah. And I don't know if have you spoken to Joe? I haven't yet about it, but I think he was like okay about it afterwards. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know what upset him specifically. Um all I know is that it you know, it was one of those sets it was like kinda like the same set where I the last time I beat him, where it was just not great. Um like I kept my like played at like a seven or an eight and he just played at like a four. Um, and then I was just getting, I was getting my punishes. He was, you know, missing some stuff here or there. Maybe it was a controller issue. Cause there was like things he doesn't miss that he was just missing. Um, but it was a two Oh and, uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the best set we've had, but either way, I mean, again, it's, it's like those. that sometimes. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, like, I, you know, I live with a guy. I think um, he's, like, in the market for a new controller. But, you know, like, when you're in tournament and, like, when you're playing, like, you're going in with what you're going in with, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, he's, like, more, incap- more than capable of, like, doing well with his controller. Yeah. And he had a good tournament, too. He beat Z5K, Patriot, et cetera. Yeah. Who do you, how do you do in winners? Oh, he lost to Smucks. He beat Scrub. Yeah, good tournament. Yeah, solid. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm always happy when I, I get to eke it out versus Young. It's my second win against him in a lifetime. Um, 
So, always happy with that. And then I played Calvar, my third Marth of the tournament. Um, and game one, I was up, I, I took the first two stocks without losing one. I was I was playing really nice. And mm-hmm. then Calvar had to pulled his little tricks. Um, that's that seems like I'm I'm uh, minimizing his skill. I'm I'm not trying to like his thing is that he kind of make creates these very strange neutral interactions really like good at baiting yeah and then and then gets early kills like very very quick kind of hit like gut punch kills um that's kind of how it went down so that was game one and then game two was just like a clean two stock um but overall like i think i think i have what it takes to beat him too um you know, it's hard to feel bad losing to two top 100 players. Um, but outside of that context, like, I'm happy with my composure. Um, I, f- I feel like I'm in a groove. Like, being able to go to these tournaments every week, um, practicing not necessarily every day, but consistently getting in my morning practice, just keeping my hands in the controller. Like, I'm able to kind of live that mindset that I've been wanting to and keeping that inertia going of you know I I got Wednesday coming up but I'm keeping focused on my job I'm keeping focused on other things very um, successfully I I feel like I'm in a groove and once I'm when I'm comfortable like that then I can you know I think I could I could keep having good results and and feeling good about my play yeah I definitely feel that I think having the local and like having a routine and knowing what it's about is is probably like the most important thing yeah and it i mean it definitely shows i mean it's really interesting because there's a lot of like these like small rivalries or like matchups that keep popping up you know that are pretty common yeah so like you and young and i guess i place i play smuckers a lot now actually too yeah so it's sort of in- really interesting to to sort of see that develop. Yeah, and it's across the board. I mean, I'm sure there are rivalries we're not even, like, keeping track of. Yeah, um, like, Leighton Smuckers is a big one now. They play, like, every time. Yep. Rishi Smuckers is a classic. And now Just Jason's coming up and just kicking people's asses left and right. Yeah, I mean, Just Jason's always been good. Uh, I'm actually going to play with him later, so I'm excited. Yeah, I know that there's a little fest going on. Pretty yeah. sweet. Um. Yeah, you should come through. Uh not today. That's fair. Um, and then. Yeah, I mean, lots of killers. That's the thing is, I think New York's in this area era where, you know, everyone's grown up a little bit, and so the pool to like get upsets and everything is tough. So doing well at agencies, really tough. I feel like there's this like ninth place wall, like that's really tough to beat for everyone yeah i'm i'm always really proud of getting a top eight um because there's a lot to be proud of yeah so yeah i'm and i'm, I'm just gonna keep doing my thing I, you should keep doing your thing because you're i think you're in a bit of a groove too not to jinx it but um i think just i think this is all kind of like a macro mindset challenge right now because you know, it becomes more obvious once we're, you know, season one 
episode nine <laughs> tournament nine yeah i don't know um, when the seasons end but yeah episode yeah. nine so having us be so consistent and it's like not what we're used to now that we're settling in it becomes like okay now the next challenge is not taking it for granted or not being in the mindset of like oh there's always next week you know there's there's going to be little tricky things of complacency that um might have come up in you know the nebs era when we all took nebs for granted a little bit so true so true so but now that i think we we really took an, a hard two-year l <clears throat> post nebs and that's going to really make us i think hold on tighter to this and and realize where we're at what how important this is for for everyone and um I don't know, probably keep it going for a while. That's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I feel that. I'm just interested to see who... I think it still sort of has that like new effect to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see who who stays, how it sort of develops. You know, I think it will still keep its like popularity of like 64 to 72 people a week. I'm just really curious on... You know, it's still a little bit of that like new, new, new flavor of the month. So, I'm really curious and hoping that it like keeps on going. Yeah. Speaking of keeping on going. Yep. Yep. Let's um. Let's transition into. Do you want to talk about the thing we went to this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll just give the summary of it, and then you want to tell me your experience afterwards, like your thoughts, and then sure. we can kind of just go from there. Um, yeah, so, you know, kind of, yeah, this is pretty much like the one wannabe's watch list for the week, right, JD? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, so, Shouts to Nikhil for this, and it was, uh, this was, a uh, someone I knew from wor- the, the company that I work at, and he runs this event called Get Smart. And so what it is, is he kind of got six people to come up on stage and just kind of talk about anything they wanted to talk about for 15 minutes, which was really incredible. And you sort of were filled in this room, uh, you know, and there was like beer and there was wine. And, you know, you're filling in this room with people who were also really interested in not just hearing it, but had like very distinct, like, this is what I'm about. This is what I'm passionate about sort of mentality so even if it wasn't you know strictly like melee it almost had the a very similar feel to it where i could like relate to being like to them understanding what they're passionate about yeah for sure um and it was a free event but it was kind of like one event out of many others that are for members so it's kind of like an outreach type of thing and there were about a hundred or so people there. Um, and it really encouraged <clears throat> kind of meeting new people and um, starting conversations with strangers, kind of seeing what's up. We got a table. Um, Ashley was there too. So I only knew two other people there, you and her. And um, we just met some some random people and we talked about like our own careers and uh, what would you say if you had a 15 minute talk? Like, what would you do up there? And uh, had a few drinks, and then went to like an after bar um, for another drink, and met some other people there. Had a cool conversation, 
and uh, kind of filled my soul a little bit, man. Like, I didn't know how much I wanted an event that, you know, at, at first glance, there's not a lot of overlapping kind of hobbies. Like, no one else there played Melee. <laughs> no one else. Absolutely but, no one else. But everyone we talked to was, like, interested in what we did. Like, oh, you guys have a podcast. Oh, it's really cool. Like, what do you talk about? Like, oh, you guys go to tournaments. What? Okay, that's awesome. Like, what do you do there? And then on the flip side, like, learning about just random niche things. Like, I got invited to this thing called – um. I don't know what it's called. I got invited Was on Facebook. but NYC Salon or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's these guys that meet up, and it's similar, but they do TED Talks for friends is their whole, like, catchphrase. And they then they split into groups and, like, workshop how they can either implement it in their hobbies or their passions. So it's just a very new type of social event, um, at least to me. And it got me really excited about just where I'm at in my own life and, and how I want to pursue my own hobbies. It was great. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I couldn't stop telling you, like, I'm like, this feels like such a, like, a mid-20s event to go to, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was so different from, like, the usual going to a tournament, you know, riding with Big Dad, <laughs> you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And it was really refreshing. Like, I didn't know, like, I was sort of feeling a little bit anxious uh, because I, like, didn't know how I wanted to relax, like, you know, when I want to, like, kind of wind down and stuff like that, I, it's, it's really hard, because normally Melee is the outlet, but I was a little bit burned from Melee, so I needed to find, like, something else, and it just happened that this sort of, like, ticked all the right boxes, and it was really nice to just kind of, like, listen to people, and, and listen to, you know, talk to, meet other new people, and see what they're about, and honestly, it was such a fun event, I would recommend it to you, like, literally anyone (laughs) yeah for sure and i think the big thing is like like all right so this stage of our lives we or people generally are uh working a job that's kind of keeping them in the game not necessarily what they love or what they want to do but even if they are probably not at the level of skill or at the rank they want to be at so there's a, a especially in New York, there's just an energy of like, all right, push forward, like, let's do this, you know, make myself better, all this stuff, which I think it has a lot of good to it. But um, as you said, it's hard to relax. It's hard to, you know, put that down in a way that doesn't put it away. You know what I mean? And so going to an event like this, it's like half a step back, but with no pressure, like we're not there to, you know, meet our you know someone crucial to our success or to network our way into a better job you know there's no there's no um, financial purpose to it it's it's more of to meet a friend someone that you can you know grab a beer with and to talk about the philosophy of what we're doing you know the one conversation we had at the secondary bar where I started to kind of lose a little bit of memory here or there. I was a few drinks deep at that point. But <laughs> um, I just remember being really um, engaged with the conversation of, like, what are we doing with ourselves? Like, what are we pushing for? What are we trying to get? And 
keeping it so generalized and being and everyone there being able to relate in their own specific way was just something I didn't know that I needed. And then honestly, today and yesterday, I just feel energized. I, I feel like today I want to spend all day kind of doing housework and I'm excited for it. Like, I don't know, there's some part of my my spirit. I guess I'm getting a little too spiritual this episode, but there's something there that that uh, a couple boxes were checked, which is really cool. And I'm I'm we should keep going to them, maybe be a member or something. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I you know, hopefully I want to see how he brings this project uh into more life and I'm really excited for it. I would recommend this to anyone. The Get Real series is also really cool where it talks about you know, trying to make real relationships and you know friendships off from these like more from a newsletter pretty much you know to see if that can be done uh online rather than offline and it's really such an interesting experiment as well but i think the biggest thing that stood out that you said that i want to reiterate is how re-energizing it was to do something completely different from (laughs) what we normally do in our life right like it's Mm -hmm. you know normally for us you know, it's either like we'll go hang out, meet up with some friends from that we've already known for a while, like from college or from high school or from the com- Smash community, or we go to a tournament, right? And to yep. do something completely different, like really just was like a nice mental reset. Like I woke up yesterday and I was like zenned out. Like I was just like <laughs> at peace with everything. And I'm I'm happy I didn't go to to uh gucci gang which was a crazy tournament that i really wanted to go to but like it just felt like the right thing to do after last night and i met so many cool people like i stayed a little bit longer than you did and i met even more people which was crazy oh yeah cool yeah so shout outs to the get smart event definitely would recommend it to anyone yeah man for sure i think we're gonna try to finagle our way into giving one of those speeches I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I still don't know what I would want to talk about, and that's the biggest thing. So I'm yeah. trying to figure that out, but it should be fun either way. Yeah. Speaking of things that should be fun. <laughs> Endless segues. Okay. Um, we have... I have one thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah, bring it up. Something that should be fun. Um, so recently, or this week at work, I two things happened. One is I got a small raise. Let's which go. Which cool. Um, I got moved from hourly to salary, which I thought I was doing in the beginning. We got acquired by a new company, a lot of weirdness with like HR and stuff. But basically, I, I got like a 7% pay bump and a uh, I'm no longer non-exempt. So I don't have to clock in and stuff. So that's cool. Um, but during that conversation... Long story short, they're going to give me the reins to a new company podcast, and I'm going to be creating a podcast for my company, where I'm going to interview uh, like CEOs and, and product experts in the audio space about their stuff, about you know musical instruments or keyboards or midis or microphones, all this sort of stuff. Um, and I'm going to be interviewing, producing and, uh, yeah, editing and, and publishing like across the board, um, a new project 
and that's all because we started the wannabes that's amazing dude that is i can't believe when you told me that i was like so happy for you because you that's what you want to do yeah i want to make shit and um there's a lot to talk about kind of outside first off like thank you yeah it's i'm really excited for it it was a really great day i was kind of i was beaming afterwards because like fuck a raise and a, <laughs> i get to make a podcast for work like that's great <clears throat> um and it kind of brought me back to why i started this in the first place and um it kind of validated the thesis that we started off with in a way where I knew I wanted to make something and and gain a skill in specifically this, but really I just wanted to gain a skill in in anything production related. And I had the feeling you would lead somewhere that if I could learn how to do this based on something that I, I want to do, if I could drum up the motivation to gain this skill, then eventually it will pay off but it doesn't have to right yeah and i think it honestly paid off pretty early i didn't expect i thought it would take two or three years to get to the point where i could leverage it in any way and so i feel very lucky and i don't want to keep this as like the standard of let's say i learn how to um write journalism articles for example Mm -hmm. i wouldn't expect after doing it only for a year to be offered a job at a newspaper you know so i want to make sure i'm keeping uh, i'm understanding how lucky i was that they wanted to do this anyway and then i happened to bring it up in an interview or in a uh, 30 60 day review but yeah, it feels really fucking good, man. It, it's it's really cool to have this opportunity kind of spring up. And now I get to be the face of my company after being there two months. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that, holy shit. Now that you mentioned put it that way, like, that is huge. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, this is a big thing. This is, like, a career big thing. You know, like, you got your foot in the door after, you know, for doing, you know, a side project you know for what over a year now yeah which is really crazy and that wasn't even the goal like it would be you were like no. oh yeah that would be like cool if that happened but for it to just actually happen is one of the craziest things yeah um because i had planned on like i i had toyed with the idea of bringing it up myself being like hey i think we could do a podcast but I was like, nah, I'm too new, like, it's too too much of a stretch, I don't know, but it turns out my boss is kind of on the same wavelength of, because it's, it's a marketing thing, it, it's not just for funsies, it's like, you know, there's a legitimate uh, business reason for people to do podcasts, and mm-hmm. he was aware of it, and he just didn't have the right person, and so it's cool to know that because of experience I gained, because of certain, I guess, talents, but more like propensities to like speak and, and be personable and meet people that I 
was just in the position to make this happen. And so I don't want to put my expectations too high because it might just be like, it might end up being just once a month one of these episodes come out. Or that's still at best, good, you know. Yeah, it's still not bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, it also shows that they they're probably not going to let me go if they're giving me this long term project. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably safe. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the biggest takeaway is like right, like it's always interesting when we think about like, because I think this question comes up for a lot of Smashers where it's like. You know, how do we find something that we like to do as much as we like to play the game, right? And and mm-hmm. the game isn't that great financially. No. And so it's sort of really interesting how to see how different sort of ev- events can really, surrounding the community, you know, can really help with, like, actual career development, right? Like, for us, we happen to just, like, pick a podcast, right? But, you know, like, even in other things, like, we've seen Phil, you know, he, he had experience prior as well, but, you know, you know, Phil Slock's documentary was, was amazing, you know, and, and he does a lot of FGC stuff now. Um, not to say it's directly related, watch the 1v1 episode with JD and Phil to find out more, but, you know, that's just one thing that comes off of my head, and I think, like, there's so many avenues to build skill through the Melee community, even if it's not necessarily as a player, right? Like streaming or photography or TOing, right? TOing is just essentially event planning and event running, you know? I think there's so many creative outlets to get, you know, while not paid, literally, actually, literally the freest experience ever. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like, yeah. And I think that's really interesting to see it, like, pan out this way. Yeah, and I think this is going to be an example um, I bring up from uh, often, you know. And it's really just to give other people a perspective. Like, I'm going to take this as a win, as a success. Like, let's just assume that it it goes smoothly and I continue to do it and and it all works out. They don't change their minds, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Fact of the matter is, you got an offer um, on it. Well, yeah, that that that's the I end. definitely got an offer. Um, I was gonna say that like, I, once we started doing this and got you know six months in, you know whatever time frame is arbitrary enough to call it like established, that was the win in my eyes. Mm, and so that makes sense. I think I think this is if this was the goal, I would have given up. If my goal was to leverage this into um, something that I want to do for a job, like, and that was it, then I don't know if I would have even started this. I would have just tried to, I don't know, do, do, do something else. But I think when, I think what worked for me at least was just knowing that I wanted to make something and trying it and then discovering that it was the right thing because i tried to make other things before you know i tried my hand at video and at uh music and at you know i I was hopping around all over the place but finding this finding the ability to speak and to interview and you know finding out that i enjoyed it and could get better at it and enjoyed getting better at it that was the win 
and how it panned out was just a matter of time, frankly. Yeah, I mean, and you even tried different avenues. Like, I think, for me, like, as as your friend, like, I feel like the win is also, like, the fact that, like, you were considered by this because you already had the experience on deck, you know? Whether or not, like, you know, however it pans out, like, you were the person that they ran this to. And I think also, like, another thing is, you know, you had different, like, you tried to get into different things, you know, like... Um, I know you still do commentary, but you're focusing on, like, playing a little bit more now, but also, let's not forget, like, the Dignitas era, right, where you almost (laughs) went to writing articles and and stuff like that, and so I think it's really interesting, because it's not like you did this first try and it worked, right, You, you tried other avenues as well, like, writing articles for Dignitas, or, um, making YouTube content, still love, like, the, you know, top 100 parody of billy joel but you know other (laughs) stuff too right yeah and and so this podcast wasn't necessarily like your first foray into content making it's actually like one of many yeah um and this kind of goes into a, a general thesis too of you know we have this passion for the game that we can kind of you know shift gears a little bit and and push that passion into that side project whatever it may be and the good thing about melee is that if i go into you know how it went with journal right uh, or journalism you know i tried it out felt like shit like didn't enjoy the process and then i just came back to melee and was like all right next step you know at that point i i had already had the podcast so i didn't i didn't really take a loss that hard i still had something to fall back on mm-hmm. but the whole the whole point is that like yeah play melee enjoy the hell out of it and then use that to kind of give you that initial motivation to go through those steps to 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 try shit out and i hope i hope i could kind of get that message out to other people who think about trying new things you know if you want to make music fucking make a rap about marth or whatever like there's there's room for that and it's a great way to try it out. Yeah. And I think some people do. I, you know, it's not just me. It's not like a unique thing I'm finding here. It's just... Well, that's you know, the thing. Uh, I mean, that's the whole the whole shebang of the podcast, isn't it? It's, it's that these feelings, we're simply documenting it, but it's not... Mm-hmm. It's more universal. It's not anything special, right? Yeah. And I think that's what I really like about the podcast, too, you know, is that it's it's a shared feeling. I think so. And, you know, shared experiences, at, you know. I still think everyone should have their own podcast. I, 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 li- I would like that as a, a topic point. I, you know, if you had to give a 15-minute speech, I think that would be super good. <clears throat> um, I'm still working on mine. I'm leaning towards, like, making it a thesis of, like, the my, like, first foray into a children's video game taught me. Like, that's probably how I'd title it, something like that. And, like, really just talk about, like, the lessons. You know, like, some of it would be, like, you know, like, trying your best and doing your best are two completely different things. Like, sometimes you can work really hard and still come up short, and then you have to just, like, face yourself in the mirror. Like, so it would be more, like, similar to, like, 
that sort of stuff. Like, what lessons did I learn that, like, are, like, pretty applicable? Would you bring up martial arts? You know, I think I like the martial arts thing within the Melee community. I'm on the fence still about talking with it outside of the community, just because I feel like it's an easy generalization, but almost, like, too easy, if that makes sense. I think... I think I would bring it up if there was more context. Like you tried to bring it up at this event at the you know at the beer garden, and everyone was like, "Like what the fuck is this drunk drunk guy talking about?" Really? Is that how it came across? I don't know, but like, <laughs> there people seem confused. If I had to be honest, yeah, I think it took more context to get the point across. And I was like, okay, well, what he's trying to say is that you know, melee trying your best at something has merits to it and that like it's taught me a lot about myself that I wouldn't have known in any other school or academic setting and that is very similar to like martial arts or any other sport you know and I think that's why I said it it's not special in a sense that it's like you can't learn this if you were really serious about chess or you know soccer or whatever or violin right it's more of that like it just happened to be melee for us. Yeah. And I think that's like, you know, what I like, what people like really understood. Yeah. You know, and, and we could probably, if we were both heavy violin players, we could, I mean, I guess maybe we would have a podcast about about violin playing. Maybe. Uh, Could we do it weekly? (laughs) Probably. I don't know. Dude, music, music, music theory is kind of nuts, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. I think we just we don't play violin, so it's hard to. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think it's really cool. It just it happened to be melee for us, and that's one hundred percent okay and amazing. Mm-hmm. And it can be something else for other person. And I want to convey that if I were to give a talk, but I don't know like how I would do it and how I would make it. Like, I don't know if I would like want to make it like funny in a sense. You know, like I I would want it. It needs it needs to have a little. Humor of self-awareness. No, I know. Humor of self-awareness, I know I can do. I think... Oh, that's it? Uh, yeah. That's I, I meant, like, more, like, zingers. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm don't think i a zinger kind of guy. Zingers? Will, you are not the zinger guy. I know. That's the problem. I'm not a zinger guy. I'm, I'm very much, <laughs> like, dry or, like, self-aware humor. Yeah. Just like you're not the doing crazy edge guards SD to win a game guy. You know what? I, I I was playing Roman yesterday, and I got some cool shit. Okay, yeah, I got some proof. ridiculously cool shit. All right, yeah, a back throw up smash is not ridiculously cool. Shut the fuck up. No, it was a <laughs> I I bared him. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and then I did the animal shine, the sliding shine, and then he was a little After bit of above- bear. Well, I mean, like he went off stage. And then you ran, did the shine where you like keep the momentum. Yeah, where you like slide off. Where you're like a rock over a lake. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And then I just jump and shine him again because he was a little bit higher. Oh, that's cool. All right, fine. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) But then I got a really crazy reaction bear on his Firefox. So that was the coolest thing. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You brought the receipts. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, I, sh- I showed you the Rishi clips. Did I? Did you? I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me like five in a row. I'm yeah. Like, All right, cool. 
Yeah, so I can do cool shit. All right, fine. Zingers, maybe not, though. Zingers, not. But on that note, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's about it for the week, right? Yeah. Um, I know you got to go. I, I got to start my day, too. Um, but, yo, March is going to be kind of crazy. I'm looking forward to just putting out shit all the time. Yeah, I mean, if we started with it, we might as well end with it. Guys, March Madness is upon us. March Madness. What up? And we are going to be putting out three episodes a week. So please, please, please follow us on Twitter at the Wannabes Pod. And also, you know, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple's Podcast. We're on Podbean. The latter two are free. I'm pretty sure Spotify is free, but I'm, I don't know because I don't own Spotify. Mm, I don't know for podcasts, but yeah. But check us out. We're going to be putting out a lot of stuff. Again, the themes are Four and Foxes this week with Nikki and Sock. Then Clout Week from both ends of the spectrum. And trust me, you will know at least one of them. (laughs) Then we will also have up-and-coming Tri-State players as a theme. And also the Wannabes Week, where JD and I will oddly and awkwardly interview ourselves about our oh, smash history so awkward mm, deliciously awkward nom, 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 nom. Nom, yum, yum. anyway all right so that's all we got i gotta go and um oh man we'll talk soon see you wednesday yeah see you wednesday <laughs>